All right, let's get our Bibles out from the book of Genesis, chapter number 12. Genesis, chapter number 12. And uh, be praying for Pastor while he's out. Uh, he's with the seniors on their senior trip, and I know that uh, he is always working, of course, but he will uh, no doubt enjoy this time of rest uh, as uh, we get ready for the summer months. And uh, looking forward to all that God does with our church. Uh, God's been doing some exciting things the past several months. And uh, if you're not excited about that, then uh, there's a problem there. Uh, the music's been great. Uh, the choir's been great. I did have to mess with Brother Montgomery a minute ago, though. I said, hey, I appreciate that uh, Lutheran song we sung in the middle there. Uh, I know I'm from Michigan. I know Lutherans are all over the place. But I, I, didn't, I didn't need to hear a Lutheran song before I got and preached. Uh, but... Um, he, I'll tell you what, there's a lot of songs that we are singing that either I haven't heard in a long time or I've never heard. There's some of those that I've never heard before, and there's a lot of good songs in the hymn book. And uh, so let's never take for granted uh, our heritage. Let's not take for granted what God uh, has given us through songs of old. And so um, Genesis chapter number 12, I want to be a help to all of us here this evening. Uh, I believe, uh, I hope this will be a help. I think it will be. Uh, and uh, it's a truth that God pointed out to me a couple years ago, and I was praying about what the Lord had me to preach, and uh, I just, you know, couldn't get away from this truth, so I'm going to preach this message here this evening. Genesis chapter number 12, the Bible says, we'll pick up with verse number 1, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him. Skip down to verse number 6. The Bible says, And Abram passed through the land unto the place of uh, Sichem, unto the plain of Morah, and the Canaanite was then in the land. And the Lord appeared unto Abram and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. And there builded he an altar unto the Lord, who appeared unto him. And he removed from thence unto a mountain on the east of Bethel, and pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west, and Hai on the east. And there he built an altar unto the Lord, and called upon the name of the Lord. Now, I'll stop right there before I continue reading. Uh, as you read this chapter, and as you read what God has told Abraham, uh, I personally think Abraham should have stopped his journeyings right there. Uh, God told him, get thee to a land that I will show thee. Uh, I'm going to show you a great land here. God told him again, hey, Abraham, look at the land that I've given you. And that's where Abraham built an altar. But we see that it, the story doesn't end there. And I think there's some truths we can pull out from this. Look at verse number 10. And there was a famine in the land, and Abram went down into Egypt to sojourn there, for the famine was grievous in the land. Now skip down to chapter 13, verse 1. We know the story if you've been in church any amount of time. Uh, there's a famine in the land, and Abraham goes to Egypt, and we know the dangers that took place there uh, with his wife and all that, the, the, the tragedy that almost took place. The Bible says in verse 13, And Abram went up out of Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and lot with him into the south. And Abram was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. And he went on his journeys from the south, even to Bethel, unto the place where his tent had been at the beginning, between Bethel and Hai, under the place of the altar which he had made there at the first, and there Abram called on the name of the Lord. I want to draw your attention to verse number three of chapter 13. Uh, I, if you have a pen 
and you're in the habit of underlining things, I've underlined this in my Bible uh, as a reminder to me. I have underlined the words, he went unto the place where his tent had been at the beginning. He went unto the place where his tent had been at the beginning. For a couple minutes this evening, I want to preach on that thought. You see, Abraham got away from God. Abraham uh, left the place that God had showed him where God wanted him to be. And you know what? Abraham had to go back to the place where his tent had been at the beginning. So a couple minutes tonight, I want to preach on he went unto the place where his tent had been at the beginning. Heavenly Father, thank you for this evening. Thank you for the opportunity to stand before uh, these people and preach the word of God. And Lord, I pray that you just uh, give me your powers. I preach. I pray that it'll be a blessing. I pray that it'll be an encouragement. I pray that it'll be a challenge to all of us here this evening. Lord, if we're not careful, uh, we can make the same mistake that Abraham made. And often, Lord, we make the mistakes after great victories. We make the mistake after great steps of faith. And Lord, I pray that you just remind us here from your word of the dangers of leaving where you have us to be. And Lord, speak to hearts here this evening in Jesus' name. Amen. He went to the place where his tent had been at the beginning. Preaching is a prescription. Uh, I've had many prescriptions in my life written to me in my 37 years on this earth, a little more than I would prefer to have so far. And um, uh, many a doctor has given me a prescription to treat a condition that I, I needed dealt with right then and there. They say, go get this filled, start taking it immediately. Take it with a cup of water and some food. I've made the mistake of taking some uh, prescriptions uh, with just a cup of water when they said food and thought I was going to die. Um, and I learned my lesson on that. But they write prescriptions and they say, hey, you need to take this right away. Uh, this will deal with what you're dealing with. It'll take care of it, but you need to take it right away. I've also had prescriptions written to me where they said, I'm going to write a prescription to you, and if these symptoms take place in your life, go get it filled and take the prescription. Uh, either way, a prescription was written to me. You know, preaching is a prescription. Sometimes it's for immediate treatment of urgent and critical cases, and sometimes it's for future treatment should problems arise. I want to preach to us here today uh, on the danger of backsliding. You see, everyone here today falls into one of two categories as a Christian. Now, if you're here today and you're not saved, let me remind you here today, Jesus loves you. Uh, he, he, he died for you on the cross. He rose again. And he wants you to be saved. And uh, it's simple faith and trust in Christ. It's not church membership. It's not baptism. It's not doing good works, but God wants you to be saved. But if you're here today, I trust everyone's saved here today. Uh, the danger for all of us here today is for backsliding. You see, we all fall into two categories. We're either backslidden or we have the potential to backslide. We're in two categories. We're either backslidden or we have the potential to backslide, whether you like it or not. Friend, the truth remains that every Christian, regardless of age, time saved, time served or status, will find himself backslidden. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. We all find ourselves backslidden from time to time. You say, Brother French, I, I'm a great Christian and I have never been backslidden. Well, I'm assuming you probably are right now because you just told a lie. Uh, we've all been backslidden. If we're honest with ourselves, we at some point in our life can look back and say, I was a better Christian then than I am now. I was a better Christian at this point in my life 
than I am here. And that's all that backslidden is, is when we used to be somewhere and now we're not. You see, Abraham finds himself in a place where God never intended for him to be. Abraham finds him in a place where God did not give to him. And there are problems that arise because of that. We find here in the Bible cases all throughout Scripture of people who found themselves backslidden. I dare say these were great Christians who found themselves backslidden. Lot found himself backslidden. You say, just Lot, perfect Lot. Well, hey, uh, you read the whole book of Lot, and uh, God does address some things with Lot. Uh, Lot begins to uh, feel sorry for himself, and Lot begins to question God a little bit. And truth be told, we could make the case that Lot did find himself a little backslidden. Abraham found himself backslidden. Moses found himself backslidden. Elijah, after a great miracle on the mountain, finds himself backslidden. Did I just say Lot found himself? I was talking to Job there. Man. Uh, Elijah found himself backslidden. Naomi, she was once where God wanted her and her family, and now she finds herself bitter and angry, and she's backslidden at God. Uh, Eli, that great prophet that was used to raise the greatest prophet, uh, Samuel, finds himself backslidden, would not confront his own sons in the temple. Saul, one of the greatest kings and one of the choicest kings of all of Israel, chosen uh, by God and chosen uh, by Samuel, an anointed king, found himself backslidden. Uh, David, the great king, the man after God's own heart, uh, the king who, quite honestly, perhaps was closer to God than perhaps any other Christian we could find in the Bible, the case could be made, David finds himself backslidden. Solomon, the wisest man in the world, found himself backslidden. Samson, that great mighty warrior, that great powerful uh, servant of God that was used to wreak havoc on the enemies of God, finds himself backslidden. Friend, the list goes on and on. Jonah, the great preacher that God used to, to, to uh, preach at Nineveh uh, and to turn a whole city back to God, finds himself right after that backslidden. Peter, Great Peter at Pentecost, the one who preached and 3,000 walked the aisle and 3,000 are added to the church, at one point found himself backslidden. Friend, what I'm trying to get at here today is every Christian, regardless of your age, regardless of the time you've been saved, regardless of the time you've served the Lord, regardless of your status in life or status in the church or status in any other area of life, you will find yourself backslidden from time to time. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. You say, Brother French, this is a real encouraging sermon. Uh, I'm either backslidden or I'm going to be backslidden. I'm going to tell you why we are. Because we're all human. And we're all sinners. And because we're sinners, the truth be told, we may be focused one day, and we may be fervent for the Lord, and we may be zealous for the Lord, and we may have a desire to please the Lord, but if we're not careful we'll quickly find ourselves over here when once we were over there. You see, we are going to find ourselves backslidden. Abraham finds himself backslidden. Now, I want to help all of us here today because I've found myself in places of backsliding before. And I know you have found yourself in places of backsliding before. And God gives us the answer in his word. It's that prescription, friend. If you're not backslidden today, it might be tomorrow. If you're not backslidden today, it might be next week. If you're not backslidden today, it might be next year. But one of the things is true here today. 
we will all find ourselves backslidden. And I want us to notice some things here today of what happens. You see, when I've gone to the doctor, he says, all right, Mr. French, I'm going to write you a prescription. And I'll ask the question, well, throughout course of the conversation, I'll say, well, what caused this problem? You know, I mean, the doctor is always quick to throw a pill at you, but I'm always interested, okay, the pill may not cure me. It might just help me to deal with it, but what caused this? And is there something I can do to eliminate this thing? Is there a change I need to make to get this out of my life? I don't just want to deal with the symptoms. I want to get it out if possible. And you know, the truth is sometimes they'll say, yeah, you need to change your lifestyle. You need to change your habits. You need to change what you eat. You need to change this. You need to change that. And sometimes the truth is, sometimes there's nothing you can change. You do have to deal with it. But here's the thing. I want to give us a prescription here tonight that if you find yourself backslidden right now, this will help you. But if you find yourself backslidden down the road, I believe this will help you. You see, we've noticed first off, and you think about a doctor when he tells you, hey, here's how you got here. Here's, the, here's what happened. Here's what took place. Little Johnny, uh, here's how you broke your arm. I don't know how I broke my arm. Uh, well, you climbed a tree and uh, you fell off the tree and you broke your arm. So here's what you need to do. You need to put a cast on and don't climb the tree uh, until it's healed and uh, take care of your body. Uh, now, when we find ourselves backslidden on God, here's what happened. Number one, you did what God said. You did what God said. Notice in chapter 12 of verses 1 through 4, we already read it. God comes to Abraham. And he says, hey, Abraham, I want you to move. I want you to uproot. I want you to change lands. I want you to change homes. I want you to follow me by faith. I want you to do a great thing for me. And notice what Abraham did. He obeyed God. What a great testament there that We ought to step out by faith. You know, Abraham left it all. Pastor comes to us and says, hey, let's double our offerings this year. Let's have a double portion of our giving. Let's try to double our attendance. Man, at least God ain't asking all of us to move again. At least God ain't asking us to sell everything and and all that. Uh, and, And what a great testament of faith here. And so God comes to Abraham and he says, hey, I want you to step out by faith. And I've got something better for you. And you know what he does? He steps out by faith, and God blesses him. But hey, don't miss it, friend. Don't miss the truth there. Oftentimes, the greatest moments of our backsliding takes place after we take a great step of faith, after God does a great blessing for us through our step of faith. Often that's when the backsliding comes. You say, well, why is that? Well, I'll tell you why. Number two, troubles come. Or a situation changes and temptation presents itself. Troubles come or a situation changes and temptation presents itself. You see, Abraham, he leaves his family. He leaves his home. And God God blesses him for that. He says, Abraham, look at this land that I've given you. Now, you think Abraham said, hey, it will be worth it all? Uh, You think he was saying that when he saw that? Absolutely he was saying that. I think he was on a great uh, high. I think he was on a victory. I think he was on the top of the mountain at that time. But notice here, it doesn't take much, and he's out of the will of God. It doesn't take much, and all of a sudden, he's no longer where God had given him. 
we skip one verse, verse 9, and the Bible says that there was a famine in the land, and Abram went down into Egypt to sojourn there. You see what happened? A trouble came into his life. Hey, God, uh, you asked me to move, God, and now there's a famine in my land. I have nothing to take care of my family with. God, I had it all back in my other land. I had it all. And he starts looking around and says, hey, Egypt has food. Egypt has provision. The trouble came into his life. The situation changed. And isn't that what we do sometimes? Pastor comes, uh, God spoke to his heart and said, hey, let's do this step of faith. Let's uh, double portion everything in our ministries. Let's double this and double that and uh, double that and double your weight and double all this stuff. I mean, uh, Pastor says, let's double everything around here. And we take that step of faith. And we say, I'm going to do it. You pull the money out of the savings bank. And you say, I'm going to double my commitment this year. And you pull it out. And then, bam, all of a sudden, trouble comes. Uh, situation changes. You see, if you're not careful, it's easy to say, well, if I hadn't done this, if I hadn't taken that step of faith, this, I would not be in this problem. If I hadn't done what, I, what, 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 what pastor asked, or if I hadn't done uh, this, and sometimes we blame it on, oh, I just got a little emotional, and I made an emotional decision. We, we, we undo in doubt what we did in faith, and we notice here that Abraham got backslidden. Why? Troubles came into his life. A situation changed in his life. And the temptation presented itself. What is temptation? Temptation is the taxi cab that pulls up next to you when that lust that's in your heart and in my heart, that our lust craves to do things. Our lust craves uh, to fulfill uh, itself upon different things in life. And you know what temptation is? It's that little Uber driver that pops up and says, hey, hey, I heard you needed a ride. I heard you needed to get picked up. I heard you needed to get somewhere. And, and temptation is that vehicle that makes your lust a fulfillment and a reality. And so Abraham, uh, again, I don't know what was going through Abraham's mind. All I know is this, his situation changed. Troubles came into his life. And then he finds himself in a place where he shouldn't be, a place God never intended for him to be, all because the temptation came along and said, hey, there's food in Egypt, Abraham. Uh, Abraham, come on, take a ride to Egypt. Take a ride down here and let's, uh, uh, let's feed your family. And that leads me to number three. You left where you should have stayed. You say, Brother French, how did I get, how did I get backslidden here? Uh, how did I get to this place? I mean, last week I was serving God. Uh, last week I was reading my Bible. Last week I was praying like I should. I hadn't missed a day in a couple of months. I hadn't done this. And now it's been a week since I've read my Bible. It's been a week since I've prayed. It's been a long time since I've given the gospel. It's been a long time since I've done this. What happened? You left where you should have stayed. You see, Backsliding is not just getting out the back door and not coming back for four months. That's not just what backsliding is. You can be on the front row and be just as backslidden as the person who is sitting at home in their Lazy Boy, uh, eating their popcorn and watching some sitcom. You can be just as backslidden. Why? You left where you should have stayed. God says, hey, just stay close to me. Just follow me. 
And how can we do that apart from God's word? And how can we do that apart from prayer? And how can we do that apart from church? And how can we do that apart from giving the gospel out through the great commission? And how can we do that without tithing? And how can we do that with all these, without all these basics of Christianity? What happened is we leave where we should have stayed. Abraham should have stayed where God said, hey, look at the land that I've given you. Now, granted, there was Canaanites in the land. And granted, there was God's enemies in the land. But he's on the mountain looking over the land, and it's a good land. Uh, It's the promised land. It's a place that flows with milk and honey. And Abraham, no doubt, looks over that land, and he says, man, look at this land. I think he was excited. I think he was uh, overjoyed. I think he said, hey man, I am so glad I left my home. I'm so glad I left that because God has given me something greater. But then, however much time takes place, a week, a day, uh, a month, I don't know. The Bible doesn't say exactly, it just says there was a famine in the land. And Abraham said, now I know God gave me this land, but I've got to go take care of some things first. I've got to take a break from what God's given me to do and what God has already given me, and I've got to go take care of my family. And hey, think about this, people. Uh, if God leads you somewhere, is God not going to provide? Abraham didn't have to go down to Egypt to get provision. Abraham didn't have to leave where God sent him to go take care of his own family. God is more than capable of taking care of his own. And when you find yourself backslidden, it's because you left where God sent you. It's, where, it's because you left where you should have stayed, all because you did not think God could take care of you. You allowed the temptation that was presented to you to open that door, and you said, hey, hopped in, and you said, close the door, and the devil's up driving, and he said, hey, where do you want to go? Anywhere but here. <laughs> Give me a good time. Uh, this is a bad time in this place. Let's go to another place. And you took off when you should have stayed. You see, number three, you left where you should have stayed. Number four, you only intended to sojourn, not to stay. You only intended to sojourn, not to stay. Look at verse 10 of chapter 12, second part of that verse. And Abram went down into Egypt to to sojourn there, for the famine was grievous in the land. I mean, Abraham opened up the pantry and uh, all there was was a couple ramen noodle packets. And I don't know how, I mean, he's like, yeah, we're not surviving on that. Yeah, I've, I've opened the pantry a couple of times. And I'm like, I have two ramen noodle packets, a can of like kidney beans. And I'm like, well, you know what? We probably need to go to the grocery store. Uh, I have tried to put together some things before. I've tried to put, make up some recipes. And they don't turn out so good when the pantry gets low. And so Abraham looks at the pantry and says, you know what? There ain't nothing to eat here. Uh, and I'm going to go down to Egypt, but I'm, I'm just going to get some food. I'm just going to get some provision. I'm just going to take care of my family. I'll be back. And isn't that what we always intend? We miss one day of Bible reading. It's like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I am, I, I'm going to make it up tomorrow. When really you should just get back to where you left God. You should just take care of it then and there. We say, oh. I forgot to pray. God understands I'm busy. God understands this. No, friend, God doesn't understand. And you know, and what happens is we say, I'll make it up tomorrow. When really what we should do is the moment we are confronted with by the Holy Spirit, 
the moment we are confronted by preaching, the moment we are confronted uh, by the word of God, we ought to say, God, forgive me for getting away from you and get straight back to God. We only intend to sojourn. We only intend to be gone for a little while, but it always ends up being longer than we intended. You see, Abraham just went down there to sojourn. God understands I've got to feed my family. God understands I've got to take care of my own. And so I'm just going to go to Egypt, get some food, and come right back. Nothing bad could happen from that. I mean, I'm just going down to the supermarket in Egypt, and I'm going to be right back. And we find here, if we read the rest of chapter 12, that's not exactly what happened. You see, the Egyptians saw his wife, Sarah, and the Bible says she was very beautiful, and Abraham was afraid of his life because he said, you know, if they know that that's my wife, they're going to kill me. I mean, he's, he, I mean we, we, we laugh at that, but can we not be foolish like that too? Can we not make foolish decisions? Uh, we, we, we tend to over-dramatize everything. We, we always build out the worst-case scenario when really we just need to trust God. But notice here, he only intended to sojourn, to dwell in that state or place temporary. I'll return. I'll get back. I just have to take care of something. Christians get backslidden, and they never intended to. They always intended to stay right with God. They always intended to do what was right. They always intended to stay close with God. But then it turned into one day, and they said, I'll make it up tomorrow. And then it turned into a week, and they said, all right, New Year's resolution. I'm going to get back to where I need to be. And next thing they know, it's June and July, and, and the next thing they know, they are so far from God, and they never intended to be that way. It was intended to be a sojourn, and it ended up turning into a stay. Number five, sojourning puts you in many times is keeping you in bad situations. Sojourning puts you and many times is keeping you in bad situations. Look at Genesis chapter 12 and verse 11. And it came to pass when he was come near to enter into Egypt that he said unto Sarah his wife, Behold, now I know that thou art a fair woman to look upon. Therefore it shall come to pass when the Egyptians shall see thee that they shall say, This is his wife, and they will kill me, but they will save thee alive. Man, Abraham is very encouraging to his wife right now. Uh, she, he's that rock for her, isn't he? He's that stability for her, isn't he? I mean, uh, she's done uprooted herself from her home and followed him. And now he's basically signing his own death warrant and saying, Sarah, you're on your own uh, because they're going to kill me if, I find out, if they find out we're married. So we're going to act like we don't even know each other. Uh, you know, you talk about having problems uh, in a marriage when he gets, uh, when he gets back home. Uh, you know, he's going to have some problems there. Say, I pray thee, thou art my sister, that it may be well with me for thy sake. And my soul shall live because of thee. And it came to pass that when Abram was coming to Egypt, the Egyptians beheld the woman, that she was very fair. Uh, the princes also of Pharaoh saw her and commended her before Pharaoh. And the woman was taken into Pharaoh's house. And he entreated Abram well for her sake. And he had sheep and oxen and he asses and men servants and maid servants and she asses and camels. And the Lord plagued Pharaoh in his house with great plagues because of Sarah, Abram's wife. Uh, notice here. Sojourning puts you, and many times is keeping you, in bad situations. Christians get away from God, and uh, they, know, they know better. We know, let's be honest, we know better. And I'm not really, really going to waste a lot of time focusing on what 
we could be backslidden over because if you're saved here today, God is speaking to your heart. You know exactly where you need to be and you know exactly what you need to be doing and you know what God is working on your heart. So I'm not going to focus on that, but what I'm saying is when we get backslidden, it is our sojourning in that state of backsliding that many times puts us and is keeping us in bad situations. Christians go to a pastor and they say, Pastor, can you help me? I am not doing so hot and I need some counsel. And a lot of times pastor will say, well, hey, maybe do this and this and this. And it's usually something basic like, hey, read your Bible. Walk with God every day. Be there when the church doors are open. Give the gospel out. Make sure you're tithing. And you know what? They say, no, that, that, that's not the, I, wanna, I want the secret, the solution to getting rid of these problems. And so often we always discount the fact that, you know, my bad situation is because I've gotten away from God. And we always want to think it's something else. And friend, notice here, Abram, his issues were because he got away from God. He left the place where God had sent him. He left the place where God wanted him. Sojourning puts you in many times is keeping you in bad situations. Number six, your only way out is to go back to where you left. Your only way out is to go back to where you left. Look at verses 1 through 4 of Genesis chapter 13. And Abram went up out of Egypt, and he and his wife and all that he had and lot with him into the south. And Abram was very rich in cattle and silver and in gold. And he went on his journeys from the south even to Bethel, under the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Hai, unto the place of the altar, which he had made there at the first. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. You know, we like to play spiritual Christianity a lot. And we know when we get backslidden, we know we're away from God. We know we're not where we used to be. But of course, you know, and again, I'm not saying we should go around and say, I'm backslidden, everybody. Uh, pray for me, I'm backslidden. So, of course, obviously, we, we, you know, we put our best foot forward, but we know. And it's so simple, though. All we have to do is, where did I get away from God? When did I get away from God? Well, all I have to do, if, if, if I'm backslidden because I stopped reading my Bible, all I have to do is go back and pick up my Bible and start reading it again, and God is still there, and God is waiting on me. If it's because I stopped praying like I should, and I fell into sin, or I made a bad decision. Sometimes we think it's, we make Christianity so complicated. Oh, my, my life is so difficult, and I've made a mess of things. Okay, where did you get away from God? Go back to where you left him. And start doing what you stopped doing. A lot of times Christians can point back to a place and say, you know, this is when I was doing what I should have been doing. This is when I was reading my Bible and praying. And God was blessing. And this is when I was soul winning and all this. And then, oh yeah, that entered my life. And I nixed it out of my life. I nixed my Bible reading. And then prayer shortly followed thereafter. And then I stopped giving the gospel out. You know, there's no secret, friend, other than saying, hey, where did I get off the, the track? And how, let me get back on the track where I got off at. It, it's so simple here. Abram went back unto the place where his tent had been at the beginning. And it's no different for us when we get off track with God. All we need to do is go back to where we got off and say, God, I am sorry. God, I, 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 I shouldn't have done that. God, I've made some mistakes. But God, I want to go back to where I was once at. I think about the prodigal son. 
He found himself, he never intended to be in the pig pen. Never did. I mean, he said, Father, give me my inheritance. And he got his money. And man, he was like, "Woo! check this out. I got $25,000. I'm rich. And he lived it up. You know, he had the, the, night, he had the five-star Michelin restaurant meals. He had, uh, he, he had the nice uh, apartment. He had the nice rides. He had the nice clothes. He was living it up. And then you know what? Suddenly he finds himself in the pig pen. And he starts coming to his senses and saying, Huh, when I was at my father's house, where I got off track, I had everything provided for me. Oh, sure, it wasn't five-star Michelin uh, restaurant meals. <laughs> sure, I wasn't wearing Gucci clothes. Uh, but I had everything provided for me. I had safety, security. I had sweet fellowship with my father. And then what did I do to get off track? And he could point to a place and he said, you know what? I don't need to go to a psychologist. I don't need to go to a welfare office. I don't need to go to even my boss and ask for a raise. He said, I need to go back home. Where was back home? You know, where he left in the first place? Exactly where he got off track, away from his father. And friend, when you and I with our heavenly father find that we're in the pig pen of life, when we find that we're backslidden away from God, we don't need to turn to, to some counselor. We don't need to turn to some psychologist. We don't need to go to the boss and say, boss, I'm having trouble. I need a raise. We need to go back to God where we left him and find God once again. And that leads me to my last truth here. God is still there where you left. You know, God don't go chasing after us when we leave him. Now, I'm glad, that, I'm, I'm glad God's everywhere. And I'm glad God is willing to give us a helping hand when we want to come back. But, you know, the father was at home looking out the patio, looking for his son. And he was waiting for that son to come back home. And as soon as he saw him, he ran out to him. But notice here, he was not in the pig pen with him. He was where his son had left him. And, you know, Abraham got back to God. And notice what the Bible says. It says, he went on his journeys from the south, even to Bethel, under the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Hai, under the place of the altar which he had made there at the first, and there Abram called on the name of the Lord. You know, God is not a cruel, mean God like our flesh likes to think sometimes, and like the world likes to portray him, and like uh, critics like to make him out to be. When we come back to God, God's got open arms, and God is willing to receive us back, He's still there where you left. And so, friend, let me ask you this question here today. Do you find yourself backslidden right now? Maybe so, maybe not. Uh, but I do know this. We're all sinners, and we're all human flesh. And we're going to find ourselves backslidden from time to time. And you know, take this truth and realize here, it's not a matter of if it's going to happen. Because we're flesh, and we fail God all the time. I was telling the college this morning in chapel, uh, I said, one thing about getting older is I think you become more and more aware of your failures and your insecurities and, your, uh, and just how much you don't know and how much you really can't do what you think you can. Part of you thinks, you know, you can just take on the whole world and uh, I'm flawless, but, you know, it's a good place to be because we realize that we can't do anything without God and it should help us to stay where we need to be with God. But when we find ourselves away from God, 
You know what? It's so simple. Just go back to where you left him. Just go back to where you got off track and say, God, I got away from you. And God, uh, I'm sorry. And God, I made some mistakes. And God, I failed you. And you know what God does? He picks you up, brushes you off, and says, hey, welcome back. I've been waiting for you. I've, I've, been, I've been looking for you. I've been listening for you. Hey, let's, let's start walking again. God is waiting on you. And so, friend, when you find yourself in a backslidden state, uh, you're not far from getting back to God. You just got to go back to where you left him. You see, you, so you forgot to read your Bible. I mean, it's a big deal, but hey, you know what? Just go back to your Bible and pick it up. We make it complicated. I got to get my, I got to get this organized. I got to get, I got to do all this stuff. You know, I got to get this program down and just, just pick it up and read it. <laughs> you stop reading it, pick it up and read it. And for my prayer time, I got to, I got to do the X, Y, and Z. I, we're trying to build a, a life looking at people who've been doing it for years when really just pick it up and start doing it again and let God just allow you to grow as you stay faithful in it. But you got to go back to where you left and God will bless you. He went to the place where his tent had been at the beginning. Heavenly Father, thank you for this evening.